Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition. In this series, the Bankers editors are speaking to industry experts from across financial services to explore how banking is responding to global challenges and trends such as the COVID-19 pandemic, sustainability and the drive for increased technological innovation. I'm Marie Kemplay, the Bankers Investment Banking and Capital Markets Editor. And in this podcast, I'm joined by Steve Berkeley, CEO of Bloomberg Index Services. Thanks for joining me today, Steve. Thank you very much, Marie. Pleasure to be here. And in this podcast, we're going to be discussing the evolving world of financial indices at a time where demand for financial data continues to grow considerably and data analytics is playing an ever greater role in how markets are operating. So, you know, with that in mind, Steve, perhaps you can tell us around, you know, what are some of the biggest emerging areas of client demand in relation to index data that that you have been seeing at Bloomberg? Thank you, Murray. Um, Yes, data is one of the key five pillars that are required for all, you know, from all proper index providers. Um, when you look at these five pillars, in addition to data, we have things such as pricing, um, analytics, both at the security and portfolio level, uh, the distribution of this information, and of course, research, both quantitative and qualitative. Um, but we're seeing an unsatiable demand for all things data. Now, when we look at data, there's really a number of different types of data. Uh, certain data is reference data. Uh, Those would be things like maturity dates and schedules of some sort. Uh, Certain data is market-driven. That would include things such as prices and ratings from uh, from the various agencies. And certain data is derived data or calculated data, such as uh, yields and durations. The requests uh, for more data never ends. As new products get launched, uh, the supporting data is required. So it's natural that the growth of things such as, you know, ESG products has a response, you know, corresponding requirement uh, for the supporting data of factors and scores. Um, and the more that that we have ESG participants in the market, um, there's a resulting demand for, for more and more data. Uh, similarly, when indices expand into new regions, um, in, in countries, for example, the launch of, uh, of our China indices, there is a, a request for associated data as well. Um, so, you know, those are the types of things that, that we're seeing. Um, there's also, for example, a growing demand for historical data. So organizations can build models and backtest uh, investment strategies. Uh, though sometimes when you look at historical data, there's an assumption that it's, you know, the data that people receive today is of the same quality as it was uh, decades ago. And that's not the case, obviously, given the improvements in processes and, and quality control. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, you, you're speaking there around, you know, this constantly evolving uh, area with, as you say, new products launching, new types of data that people are, are looking for, you know. And how do you as a, a, a reputable provider um, in, in this space, you know, balance the challenges of providing that data that clients, you know, are, are asking for and want in these emerging areas with ensuring things like, you know, that the data is accurate and, 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 and you know, the overall integrity of, of the ind- indices that you're providing? That's a really good question, um, and it's important to understand where the data comes from. So certain data used in index construction comes from third parties, um, but most of the data used by Bizzle, which is the, the Bloomberg uh, organization, is provided by Bloomberg itself. So what's important is to create a virtuous cycle. Uh, the more eyes that are on your data that you distribute, the more feedback that you can get, and the improvements can then be put forth 
to um, make sure the data is of the highest quality. For example, providing the information on the Bloomberg terminal enables us to improve our processes. Uh, we get feedback from people who use this information and, and therefore we go back and we can find where there's weak links and how we can improve that process. And you know, when, when you launch an index, um, you have to make sure that the quality of the data is up to speed. Otherwise, your, your index really has no value. Uh, so um, you, you have to go through, scrub the information before you, before you launch and then begin the process of making it available to folks, taking the feedback and improving those processes. So, you know, you mentioned there around, you know, data being available on Bloomberg terminals. And of course, Bloomberg has been in the business of providing data and financial indices for, for a long time. But, you know, given this wider context that we've been discussing around this ever increasing, uh, you know, demand for different types of data, um, you know, do you expect the role of index providers to, to evolve and change in the coming years? Sure. Um, I think if we look at, um, you know, what folks are looking for, it's, it's a simple um, concept, faster, better, cheaper. Uh, this, this never ends. When we, when we look at, for example, faster, uh, we look at the history of indices. You know, back in the day, indices were published uh, but once a month, um, and it took five days to do that. Uh, we used technology to cut that down from five days to three days, and eventually to uh, same day. We then focused on publishing uh, the indices every single day, and, and right now, we're actually working toward publishing fixed income indices uh, throughout the day, uh, which is different than current standards. And when we look at better, um, it's really about more coverage. It's about more analytics, uh, models, uh, you know, data-driven models, and, and also about um, using this data in creating new strategies, investment strategies. Historically, when you look at the markets, um, we, you know, we've had fixed income indices and we've had equity indices. Um, and I think the future is going to bring about uh, what we call multi-asset class benchmarks where this data, different data is, is intermingled. And then of course, the cheaper part um, is always, you know, investors are always looking for uh, efficiencies. Um, for example, in ETF space, we've seen um, uh, you know, management fees continue to shrink. And, you know, we've all heard of the race towards zero in, in this area. You speak there about all these, you know, pretty significant changes that have been happening in the market, you know, and it's very impressive, as you're saying, around that kind of quickening of the, of the, the publishing process. But we, we're thinking, you know, the, we're talking around the, the, the data that you're providing in the context of also, you know, we're seeing more market volatility or at least the potential for greater market volatility you know we only have to think back to last year to, to kind of consider you know how that can kind of play out how how are you how how do providers such as yourself prepare for and manage the challenges of that kind of potential for considerable market volatility um you know when it comes to market volatility i think the regulatory environment is helpful to provide guidance and, and it also helps to always have Dramamine nearby um, when, when we hit these market segments. And what's important for clients is to know how the indices will handle things. So um, once these uh, black swan events take place, uh, people want to know what does that mean for the benchmarks and so therefore they could come up with corresponding uh, uh, strategies. Um, as I mentioned, the, the regulatory environment helps us uh, prepare for these things you know, given the need for proper controls, uh, proper uh, controls, um, having proper methodology docs for communicating with clients 
is helpful to have a sense as to how the indices will evolve. Uh, and also, in the, in, during the process, during these, these events, um, it, it's key to actually reach out and, and consult with investors uh, to uh, obtain market opinions before decisions are made. Um, and the volatility always puts you in a place where you know there, there's new situations that, that you haven't encountered or you hadn't foreseen. Uh, and we have run into a few of those things. Last March, we had a, a big liquidity crunch and, and we worked our way through it with, with the console from investors. Thanks so much for sharing your views and experiences with us, Steve, on what is clearly a, you know, a fast-moving and very important part of the financial markets. Um, but that's all for this podcast. Um, you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.